that's out. Dude, what a game, huh? <laughs> what a game. That was... Um, first of all, just want to kick this off. Um, Carmelo Anthony? I think yes. Dude, Carmelo... How does he not miss? He the guys have literal hands in his face constantly. Good defense, and then he just does a little fade away, and it's nothing but net. It's wild. Yeah, it was a phenomenal performance by Carmelo Anthony, who oftentimes was kind of keeping the Blazers' offense afloat on yeah, that second big unit. Time. Really, nobody really had it going. Like it wasn't really a Gary Trenton Jr. game. It definitely wasn't an Anthony Simons game. But Melo, he was two for six on threes. A lot of his three-point attempts came when he was out with the starters. But six of seven on twos um, <laughs> and four of five from the free throw line. Tough to twos, finish too. The... What's up? Like, tough twos. Like, not oh, yeah. gimmies either. Yeah, absolutely. Not Pretty much nothing at the rim that I can remember for Carmelo Anthony. Just a lot of mid-rangers coming off the dribble. Just putting on a clinic from that part of the court. Finished with 22 points on um, about 15 shooting possessions, which mm-hmm. is very good efficiency, which isn't always the case for Carmelo Anthony. Also added a couple rebounds and four assists. So definitely an awesome mellow game. And he's turning into an important piece on this Blazer team because the offense, it does have a tendency to kind of slow down or get stuck in the mud at times, especially with that second unit where there's not a lot of ball movement. There's not a lot of creativity. It's just kind of everybody go out there, every man for himself, just try to get your own bucket. And Carmelo, um, for all the complaints people have about him, him and some of those are valid, he, he's a guy who has made a living in the NBA just creating his own shot. And that's certainly what he did tonight. Yeah. It was a good game overall. I mean, I'm pretty happy with the Warriors' performance despite losing. But, I mean, Dame turned it up when he needed to turn it up. It's so funny that the announcer, especially on the ESPN side, basically jinxed everything. Mike Breen or whatever and Mark Jackson, when they were talking about Dame having a cold spell, Dame immediately turns it on. And they also talked about Steph, like, Steph hasn't really done much since the first quarter. And then he hits a three ball, right? As he's saying it, it's so funny, but that, that Dame three man, dude. Yikes. Yeah. And that's what we love about Damian Lillard. That <laughs> it was, let's not mince our words here. It was a very bad game for Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. He, he was six of 17, three of 10 from three. Actually got to the line eight times tonight, which was very encouraging. He hasn't been doing that so much recently. So good to see him um, drawing some contact and actually getting whistles as he goes to the basket. But yeah, that, that's the beauty of what Damian Lillard brings to a game. It doesn't matter how bad he was for the first 46 minutes of the game. He's, You know he can flip that switch whenever – he wants to yeah and um the Warriors had to figure out today as Dame hit two clutch threes and then can we talk about that that um quote unquote I guess that quote unquote shot he got fouled on yeah yeah which it it was a foul on on the floor the Mm -hmm. the keyword there being on the floor Damian Lillard was not in fact on the floor he was in the air shooting the basketball yeah should have been three free throws. I um, thought it was going to be. Free. I thought I was so confused when he only shot two because yeah. Wiggins didn't do anything, but it obviously was a foul. He touched his back. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And they called a foul. That's the confusing thing. They called the foul. Right. But somehow it was on the floor, which I mean, uh, that it, it didn't end up coming to I didn't... bite the Blazers, but that was confusing. But yeah, Damian Lillard, just a master class in the final two minutes yeah. of this game. Um, He hit that three pull up going to his left in transition. Yeah. And then very next possession kind of um, off a similar action but just kind of drifted a little bit further to his left and drew the contact from behind. Obviously didn't get the shooting foul, but got two free throws. And then the third one, just the step back going to his left. Do you recall who that was over? Uh, Wait, during like the final shot that iced it. Yeah. Mm, I have no idea. I don't remember. I can watch it right now. Um, But Dude, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, what were you thinking when Steph was hot at the beginning of the game? Did he knock down so, three threes in a row? Yeah, so that's an interesting. Um, that was kind of one of the interesting subplots of this game. I thought whenever Ennis Cantor was Lord on Kent. the floor, that that was that was when um Steph and Curry just started going to work. Like Ennis mm-hmm. Cantor was minus four in the twenty three minutes. He played. I think it. I think it speaks volumes that Ennis Cantor is the only healthy center on this Blazers roster. And in a game, game where he didn't, yeah, and in, in a game where he didn't really battle that much foul trouble, he got three in the first half, but he finished with three. So not a very foul trouble, not a very foul troubled game for Ennis Cantor. He still only played twenty three minutes. Like, yeah, it, it felt was, like he was in a lot though. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But the minutes that Ennis Cantor was in, because with Steph Curry, you you really need to hedge those screens. I know um, yeah. this is, I don't want to savage dead horses here, but like <laughs> you've got to be there at the level of the screen. You can't give him any daylight to get a shot yeah. off. And Ennis Cantor, he just isn't very aggressive mm-hmm. getting out there. And so what ended up happening was Robert Covington. He played 38 minutes yeah. tonight. Carmelo Anthony, he played 32 Nazir Little played 13, which I mean, that's not very much, but more than what his season average would be. Yeah. We just saw, um, saw, um, we just sought after a lot of alternatives in the front court, which I think it suited us very well because it was really only the first quarter where Stephen Curry did most of his damage. He scored mm-hmm. over half his points in the first quarter, which was when they were attacking Ennis Cantor mercilessly. Yeah. And then um, credit Terry Stotts, credit the Blazers. They really adjusted. And Steph, you're never going to shut him down completely. He hit some pretty clutch shots in the fourth quarter in his Bro. own right. Um, he, he had a three to go up like six with two and a half minutes to go. Yeah. But um, the Blazers really did a good job of limiting what he could do as how, the game progressed. How about that off the top of the backboard? Yeah, that, that was, was ridiculous. A shot. That Wait, was crazy. Is, yeah. If it hits the top, it's still fine. I don't know. Because um, that's I, what I thought, it seemed like there was some confusion whether they should count it or not. I I I the think it can't hit like the shot clock or anything that's behind the top of the mm-hmm. backboard. But the announcers on ESPN they seem to think that it should have been waved off. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the case was. I it was regardless. Uh, um, pretty Miraculous. impressive and also maybe lucky shot by Stephen Curry. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know who was massive down like 
um, Dealey was huge for us. Yeah, for the Warriors in this game because he, yeah, there's just so many guys that step up. Him and Kent, bro, they're massive. Yeah, Kent. Kent Kent plugged in pretty well for Kelly not playing. I thought that, and I know that's kind of what I've been saying this whole time is like Kelly right. He's kind of expendable because Kent Bazemore he does a lot of the same things, and I thought <clears throat> Kent Bazemore had a very good game. He's not quite as consistent defensively as um, Kelly Oubre that, is. That's who Dame like. shot over. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kelly just seems a little bit quicker, just can react faster. It seems like when Kelly gets beat, um, he does a good job of like sticking with the plane, can get a block from behind her, can maybe get back in front of the guy after um, the help defense comes. Where Kent Bazemore, he um, is a good defender in his own right, but once you beat him, you he um, might be a little bit less. Mm-hmm. likely to catch up but um yeah he, he to, to your point he did do a very nice job of filling in for kelly Oubre today he finished five of 12 two for six from three 12 points for him uh, minus eight which tied with or no tied with no one a minus eight which is the lowest of any warrior but i mean i don't think that was necessarily his fault i thought no. all in all it was a pretty good game for Bazemore. no 100 i loved um Loved Wiseman hit a little mid range for you. He mm-hmm. didn't play a whole yeah. lot, but I thought he did pretty well. I mean, he like you said, ball was a little bit of the incoming pass. <laughs> yeah, that that good shot. I thought the Warriors didn't really do a good job of rebounding during the minutes that Wiseman was in the game, mm-hmm. which um was not the case for most of the game. The Warriors, yeah. I I was impressed. I've I'm a I'm a Kavon Looney fan, but I'd never considered yeah. him some incredible rebounder. But no, the Warriors were crashing the boards tonight. Yeah, they, I agree. They like, ended up uh, they ended up getting 32% of their own yeah. misses, which is incredible. Like that's a lot of offensive rebounds. It definitely felt that way. I yeah. It, I remember it, especially down the stretch of the game, it just felt like backbreaker after backbreaker where the Trailblazers were getting these stops only to have like Andrew Wiggins dart in for mm-hmm. a rebound or Draymond had a couple. It just mm-hmm. a lot of offensive rebounds for the Golden State Warriors. Um, leading that charge, it looks like, was Kavon Looney. Yeah, yep. Kavon Looney had six offensive rebounds, which is a ton. And yeah. then Draymond and Wiggins both chipped in with three apiece. And then on the other end, credit um, Golden State as well. And this, of course, could have to do with the um, Blazers, played a lot of the game without a traditional center on the floor, but they only got 23% of their misses, which that's normally been one of the Blazers strong suits, especially with Cantor and Nurkic, two guys who are known for their effectiveness on the offensive glass. But no, that was not the case. And obviously Nurkic didn't play, but still with Cantor, you would think the Blazers would be able to get a little bit of traction rebounding the basketball, but no, that, that never happened. The Warriors did a great job. And, that's really what struck me about the Warriors. Like they just play so energetically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they must be fun to watch because like they get to every loose ball. What struck me was like, even when the Blazers, even when the Blazers made a shot, the Warriors were still getting out on the fast break because um, Draymond and Steph Curry, they like to get the ball down the court so quickly that even when Portland makes a shot, which theoretically that's when, you should be able to defend the best because you have got time to get back and set up your defense. But no, even when the Blazers made a shot, the Warriors would get the ball down the court and attack basically in transition. Like that was, that was a key to a lot of their success on offense in this game. I thought. 
I agree. Yeah, it's weird because I we just have a guys that like for lack of a better word, they just kind of scrap, I guess. And it's kind of contagious too. Cause JTA, he's not the best player. And Damian Lee, I mean, Damian Lee has played really well down the stretch for us, but I mean, they're not the most dynamic players, but they I don't know. They all just kind of have similar skill sets and they just play really well together. And it's fun to watch because they're just, like you said, really energetic, which is sweet. But I was so pumped to see Kavon do work down low because that's massive for us. We haven't had when, when we're, when we're not offensive, when we're not getting offensive rebounds, the games usually aren't too competitive. Like we need major putbacks. And that's what the difference in the game was at the last possession was um we had like four opportunities and we just couldn't get in the basket remember that the fourth Mm -hmm. yeah and it was yeah and that was a very sloppy moment in the game which Mm -hmm. i mean that the the, this game turned sloppy quite a few times but probably no more than that when the ball was just kind of getting batted and batted around and then the blazers they finally came away with it with like 26 seconds to go and that's Mm -hmm. when damian lillard hit his game-winning three. Um, yeah. But I'd give the MVP to Carmelo all day. He kept the Blazers in it. He kept them pumped up. Yeah. On on the Warriors side, I'd probably give um, MVP to... I mean, Kavon did work down low. I don't know. There's a bunch of players that contributed, obviously. But I was surprised to see Michael Mulder. He's in the um, Rising Stars game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's from Canada, so that would yeah. make sense. He's got to be the oldest one on the roster, yeah? Oh, uh, I, I wonder about Facundo Composa. Oh, okay. I was just looking at the rosters, and I was, I was low-key kind of surprised to see him on it. Yeah. Um, And then just to go back to Damian Lee for a second, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, and I really think your evaluations are pretty spot on because when you look at Damian Lee and Kevon Looney, those two guys have um, basically the highest net ratings on Golden State. Like Eric Pascal and Brad Wanamaker were up there too, but in pretty limited minutes. I Dude, actually thought it was a pretty poor game for Pascal. I want to throw my remote through the um, TV when he settles for those low percentage mid-range shots. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand that. I, With time left on I the think- shot clock, bro. Steve Kerr yeah, was going to pull his hair it. out because he, he got mad at him the other game. Uh, who's the last team he played? The Lakers? Yeah, we were playing the yeah. Lakers. He got on him because he just kept taking stupid shots. It's so annoying. But he's a bully yeah, down low. He, yeah, and that really was the thing for me this game. They made a very, very conscious effort on whenever they could to try to get um, Kavon Looney Um try to get him matched up against Rodney Hood when he had the ball mm. and he was bullying Rodney Hood. And yeah, that was a very big advantage, except he just couldn't hit the layups. Like he, he got finish. right underneath. He would back, he would back Rodney Hood beneath the basket and he just could not finish a layup. And he finished the game one for seven for yeah. a um, measly 14% shooting over one from three, one for two from the foul stripes. So just a very disappointing game for Pascal, especially when you consider like, yes, to your point, like a lot of those were bad shots, but he should have easily gone like three for seven. I mean, no like, facts. You yeah, he was layers. under the rim, dude. Yeah. And you, and he can hit those mid rangers from time to time. Like I'm right there with you. I don't want him to take those shots, but it's when he does kind of make from on occasion, but 
Yeah, yeah just a pretty bad game. For exactly. Pascal. But I thought one thing that was good, though, I was uh, happy with Gary because even though his long ball wasn't dropping, his mid-range is kind of fire. His mid-range. He was yeah, dropping it in there. He dropped it in there like three or four times. And I was like, damn, tough yeah, shots. He too. finished um, one of eight for three and five of eight from two, which is kind of opposite from mm-hmm. what he's been for a lot of the season. But yeah, whenever he can get that mid range going um, where he can take one hop step back and then shoot it, like he's like being pretty consistent with that shot. He also had two and ones in this game, which were mm-hmm. very impressive, both of which coming in the first half. And so a good game for Gary. I actually thought in the times when Gary was matched up against Stephen Curry, I thought Gary did a pretty admirable job. Yeah. Of course, there were a few times when Steph Curry was able to kind of shake him off and get get a shot off or something. But I thought all in all, a pretty good defensive game for Gary Trent Jr. And yeah, yeah like you were saying, the three ball was very cold for Gary, which was kind of a theme for a lot of the Portland Trailblazers tonight, but he did contribute on offense in yeah. other ways. And a lot of that was his mid ranger, which was falling for him tonight. For sure. Um, I thought the Warriors did a pretty good job of getting decent looks, even though stuff wasn't always dropping too. like Steph had some pretty good looks whenever, cause he's always constantly moving. And then when he comes around and then they kick it to him, he had some pretty good looks and also Mulder had some the- and just didn't finish. Yeah, especially in the first half, I thought. And the Warriors ended up getting 37% of their shots at the rim, which you love to see that. That's a good number. And 14% corner threes. Like, that's very nice as well. And a lot of those yeah. were Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, um, Kent Bazemore. I mean, and those guys can hit their shots. And so yeah. the Warriors, I, I agree with you. They were, I thought they were running their offense very well. Like, the ball yeah. seemed to be flowing around very nicely. Like I said before, they were getting the ball up and down the court. Like everything just seemed very fluent and very um, like they, it just felt like the Warriors offense was firing on all cylinders and maybe the shots weren't always falling, but I felt like they were going through the motions and getting the looks they wanted to. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, they ended up having a 50% effective field goal percentage, which is it's not good, but when you're getting 37% of your looks at the rim, 14% from the corner three, like, I don't, I don't think Steve Kerr is going to be Mm-mm. so mad about that. Yeah, especially Damian Lee and Kent Bazemore are lethal from the corners. I don't exactly. know what it is, but Kent's stroke looks nice this year. Yeah, and I think the what it comes boils down to is they only shot 21% on corner <laughs> three, which that's, that's not going to get it done. And nah. the Blazers took um, much fewer corner threes than the Warriors but they shot 56% on theirs. And so that's a big difference. The Warriors shot 51% at the rim. The Blazers shot 71% at the rim. Although the Blazers did not get to the rim very often whatsoever this game, only 22% of their shots at the rim, which that's been something of a concern for me lately when it comes to the Trailblazers is that there just aren't very many people outside of Damian Lillard and Nazir Little who appear at all interested in um, penetrating the interior um but yeah that certainly was the case this game just not not a lot of stuff going on in the paint Mm. when the blazers had the ball yeah i just i think this game really showed my dad said it um when cj comes back it's just massive because when dame's Mm -hmm. not having a good night you can pretty much count on cj to carry a little bit of the load but yeah absolutely yeah but when dame struggled today it's just like 
Oh, well, are we gonna do are we gonna do a mellow post up or is Anthony gonna take a step back three? Like <laughs> I like just... Anthony. Anthony's good. This is the first time I've really watched him play a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean this he had eleven minutes. Okay. He had two pretty clutch threes. He had one clutch three towards the end of the game, I think. Mm-hmm. For him, for a young guy, and especially with the injuries to CJ and Nurk, like I guess you like to see him just kind of exploring the studio space. Yeah. And like 43% from the field, or a better way to put this would be eight points on um seven shooting possessions like that's not bad at all like that no he and he had a pretty solid game off the bench for us today defensively it's a different um issue i wonder what his defensive or well his defensive rating was only a 109 today it really was the offense that struggled while um the bench was in the game um but yeah solid enough game for anthony simons the Blazer, I really wanted to highlight coming off the bench, of course, Carmelo Anthony um, as well. Yeah. But Nazir Little, I thought Nas was very, yeah. um, very solid for Portland tonight. Yeah. Um, I this is it was kind of a fun game to watch because I never really seen. I don't really watch a lot the Blazers all the time, <laughs> so I didn't even yeah. know Nasir Little even looked like, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but he finished with the highest net rating on the Blazers. And what really struck me was how much energy he brought to the game. Like when Nas is in the game, like the Blazers move the ball up and down the court so much faster. And he mm-hmm. finished the game 0 for 4, 0 for 2 from 3. So not not his greatest shooting night. But I just thought he brought a lot, especially on defense. Like yeah. um, all, all of the other wings who come in with our backup unit, like Carmelo Anthony and Rodney Hood to be specific, like those guys contribute in different ways, but both of them are past their athletic primes and not the most athletic players to begin with. So they just don't bring a lot of like enthusiasm and dynamic defense at the forward position, but Nazir Little kind of has everything those guys are lacking. And so I think he's a very important piece of this blazer bench. And although the shot wasn't falling, I thought mm-hmm. this was, he, he, um, he made an important impact on the game. Yeah. Tonight. I didn't realize Rocco is such a slinger. He'll put up a three yeah. ball if he wants to, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, finished five of 12, three of nine from yeah. three. But yeah, some big three pointers. Um, long ones, too. Yeah. He had a long one. When Stephen Curry hit his um, last three pointer of the game, I want to say, put the Warriors up six with like two minutes. Yeah, that was ago. clutch. And then Covington had the quick answer, which that was an important shot in this game. That was humongous. A big shot for Rocco. Missed those two free throws at the end. Kind of like scared me. I want to say that last one was on purpose. I I would hope not. (laughs) um, Because if you get a rebound there, I don't know. But that yeah, first one, that first one was short for sure. I was yeah. I was excited, but it's still we didn't have a timeout though, so it was kind of a stretch, especially if the ball's not in Steph's hands at the end of the game. Yeah, I think you gotta just try to get up three in that situation. I don't I don't think that's one to overthink if you're <laughs> Robert Covington. But yeah, he did have a good game and he hit some timely shots as well. So exactly, but yeah, so this was a fun way to end. Um, 
kind of the first half of the season though with the blazer warrior game yeah except are you guys are playing the suns tomorrow though right yeah that's a tough game yeah. and you guys are playing kings yep sacramento there you go not not as tough but i'm sure we'll find a way to make it so i think we're gonna get smacked tomorrow um that would seem likely yeah i don't i don't see i don't know maybe uh, Every everybody's kind of getting smacked by the Suns these days. They are playing. I just want it well. to be competitive because the, Bla- the Blazers got murdered by the Suns. So, yeah, dude, Chris Paul is unbelievable, and I don't know who. No one's gonna. There, nobody's gonna body Aiden, dude. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, yeah, good game. I'm just happy. Great. I'm just happy it was a decent game. I didn't want it to be a blowout on either end. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just a little salty. I, I enjoyed seeing the benches get into it. Oh, in the <laughs> it was, it was getting very chippy at the end. You could tell the teams did not care for each other in the heat of the moment. I, I love their rivalry because it's not bad blood afterwards but it's saucy during the game yeah. everybody's chill after the game you know but during it it's chippy a little bit especially when you got gary trent and dream on and even i don't know gary did you see um i forget who was shooting free throws but gary was elbowing dream on a little bit yeah i didn't waiting notice for the that shot. it was so funny Dream's yeah. like what the hell are you doing bro yeah but I love it. Gary Trent's fun to watch because I just like guys that stir the pot. <laughs> what? I like guys that stir the pot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Is, well, is, does Juan Toscano Anderson, is he a pot stir on a regular basis or was this kind of breaking character? No, I just think it was the perfect storm. He was guarding the right guy. He just yeah. likes to play hard defense. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure. Just good defense is what's going to keep him on the team because it's not really scoring or anything. I mean, he he's capable of hitting three balls, and he's mm. really good at cra- like, like you said, we were like really good at crashing the boards, and he yeah. manages to get in there and tip balls out for guys that he's, are long. He's he's got a limited role in the offense for sure. Yeah, there's a reason why he doesn't play every single game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So all right, all right. you I think cover this- everything. No, I think this was good. Just kind of a yeah. short and sweet just yes, breakdown. All right. All well, right. Good night, Colin. Good night, my guy. I hope you don't see too many Damian Lillard step back threes in your <laughs> dreams tonight. Dude, I've seen plenty of those. I'm just immune to it at this point, honestly. Yeah. But okay. Good night, my man.